And just like that, you've found the Hobby Wax Podcast. From vintage to junk wax to ultra modern, this is the podcast for card collectors who love the hobby for the hobby. I'm your host, KB. Follow me on Twitter at KB Said So. Uh, and of course, you can call in and check in at any point, and we will get your voice right here on the podcast. 413 225 1634. 413 225 1634. Let's get things going the way we always do. We're going to put it on wax with the open opening with a wax pack question of the week. This week's question. What do you remember about the local card shop that got you into collecting? And I got to tell you, I cannot wait to hear from you all. Uh, again, you can tweet it at me, at KB Said So, uh, and we'll get your answers um, on the next episode or an upcoming episode. And, of course, you can call and leave a message, 413-225-1634. What do you remember about the local card shop that got you into collecting? And my answer, gosh, you want to talk about junk wax golden years. We're talking like late 80s early 90s, and I remember this so vividly, the smell of baseball cards unlimited in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. It was in this old trailer, like so many of those <laughs> like non-mall local card shops of the late 80s, early 90s. This guy named Tim ran the joint, and he would leave. I was, it was my first job. I'm wondering how many of you actually had a job in a card shop growing up, and it got me hooked. We would every single Saturday... I would work a full shift at Baseball Cards Unlimited for this guy, Tim. It was such a legendary shop. We were really close to uh, Wakona Park, which is uh, um, one of the oldest minor league baseball parks in the country. You look it up, Wakona Park, unbelievable. Still one of the only ballparks known to have sun delays every afternoon. Pittsfield Cubs played there, Greg Maddox, Palmero, Mark Grace, Jerome Walton, uh, did I say Maddox? I think I said Maddox. I mean, just a who's who of of Cubs, of future Cubs, future Hall of Famers. After that, the Pittsfield Mets played there. Jeremy Burnitz and Jason Isringhausen, and Bill Pulsifer. I know I'm getting a lot of a lot of a lot of the fans of a certain age are smiling when they think about Generation K for the Mets. And I was like 13 years old in my first job was at Baseball Cards Unlimited. It was such a wild place. I remember so drastically, so definitively, so vividly, some of those guys, Pulsifer and Isringhausen, uh, again, Mets fans shaking their heads, coming in and getting their first baseball cards from me, a 13-year-old. And, and what I mean by from me is the owner, Tim, would leave for hours on end and would just leave me and these two other guys, uh, Matt and Rick. I'll never forget. Matt, Rick, and Kyle. What a motley bunch. I think Matt was the oldest of us. He was like 14, so he was, you know, the gray hair. Um, and uh, we would be left in charge for hours. And, uh, you know, we'd have this little 13-inch color TV tuned into whatever whatever game was on, national game of the week was on in the afternoons. Um, and and we, would, we would sit there, and, and we'd have these, these dudes. They, they were gods to us. You know, members of minor league baseball teams coming in and asking for their cards. And uh, it was just fantastic. We, One of my favorite parts of working there, well, a couple of things. We had a rival shop, because of course we did. Uh, and I, I, I gosh, I for, even forget, I forget what the name of the rival shop was. Uh, I think his, the, the owner's name was also Tim. But I remember our own, the, the guy who owned our shop would just talk so much smack about the other card store, which I think still exists. I think if you go back to my hometown, that trailer that used to be Baseball Cards Unlimited is no longer a card store. But I think that our rivals uh, are still around and kicking. <laughs> and so 
the the setup was great. I mean, a thirteen year old, uh, we could get paid in either cash or cards. Um, I can't wait to tell you more about these stories. But I, I remember for a good solid summer, I was basically paid in Jody Reed rated rated rookies and Randall Cunningham tops rookies, and that was pretty much what I was taking for my for my <laughs> for my pay. Which is so funny when you think about it, right? It reminds me a little bit of the uh, Odell Beckham uh, crypto contract. Right at the time, I was I was really making some cash. <laughs> my Randalls and my Jody Reeds. I think the the Jody Reeds were like the uh, the coin, and the the Cunninghams were like the dollar bills. Like Jody Reed rated rookies topped out around a buck seventy five in those old Tough Stuff magazines, uh, right in like around nineteen ninety. Um, but Cunningham, you know, Randall. Let me be honest; those Randall Cunningham rookies still make me happy when I flip through my when I flip through my pa- flip through my pages, and I still do. It's funny. Um, so the name of the the shop is uh, Baseball Cards Unlimited, and I still think very very fondly of it um, for a number of reasons. And I and I know that that you all have stories of your own uh, local card shops that you think fondly of when you got into collecting. So again, I would love to hear those stories. You can call in the uh, the Hobby Wax hotline uh, at one four one three. 225. Does anyone say one anymore? No one says one anymore. I'm showing my age. 413-225-1634. Give a call. Leave a message. We'll get your voice on. Be sure to leave your name and where you're calling from because we want to make sure to get your story and give you the credit uh, that you deserve. But this is the podcast that takes it from vintage to junk wax to ultra modern. We do not judge. It's a podcast for card collectors who love the hobby for the hobby. All right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get to this week's hot topic. Uh, it's a chance for us to just sit in it, sit in some of the, the hobby news, um, the, the, hobby, the, the hobby issues that are on our mind. Today's topic, something I've been experiencing lately, a little post-rip regret, wondering if you're sitting in that too, where you rip, how you rip, and if you feel dirty after you rip, or am I just the weirdo? Uh, don't answer that. More about post-rip regret after the break. Okay, we all know the feeling. You finally score some wax out in the wild. It's been hard over the last couple of years, obviously. Product has been hard to come by. You know, we had that big pandemic surge. A lot of people came back into the hobby. A lot of people leaving the hobby now because they were in it for maybe the flipping. But, uh, you know, more and more, you go out to your retail stores and the hunt is successful. And it feels good, right? I have a nine-year-old who has gotten into collecting over the last couple of months, too. He's a Pokemon guy, and I'm a sports card. And, you know, it's funny. I'm a sports card guy, first and foremost, because that's where we cut our teeth. But I'm a non-sports guy, too. You know, I, I love me some OG Marvels and uh, Garbage Pail Kids. And I have so much fun when I when I dig into my old commons boxes and find a a stash of those 85 Titan Sports WWF cards. Man, I get so excited. So you're out at your local retail place, not your LCS. You know, when you go to your when you go to your your, your local card shop, you know what you're looking for. You know you're going to succeed, right? And you pay for that success, right? Cuz you can get a, get a hobby pack or however you roll, right? You know what you're getting for. But this is different. This is you're at your local pharmacy. You're at, you know, your big box retailer. 
and you see it. Whether or not, I know I, we have some around here. I'm in Western Massachusetts. Some of our big box retail spaces are still keeping the, the, the retail product behind customer service. Some are moving it out. Some still have limits. Some don't. But either way, look, you know, I'm a dude of a certain age. I don't have unlimited funds to sink into the hobby, but I still have the thirst. I still have the hunger, right? We all do. So you find it, you decide on what you're going to get. I typically try to limit myself, um, you know, to, if we're, if we're just grabbing some hangers, I'll get a couple, you know, one, one blaster, you know, just something that I can feel good about ripping, because it connects me, well, because it connects me with Baseball Cards Unlimited, honestly, right? The feeling of those wax packs, when you, you know, scored, a, it wasn't a big deal to score during the junk wax era, because you could go to your gas station and, you know, grab as many cellos of 89 tops as you could. For me, that meant I was getting all the L Newmans between, you know, here in New York City. I don't know why, but it does seem... Doesn't it seem like there was always that one card when you first started collecting? When you first started collecting, you always got that one card. For me, it was that 1989 Al Newman, Minnesota Twins. Um, that Just a really happy dude smiling at me in the picture. <laughs> I never did get the 89 Fleer Billy Ripken, but I got plenty of Al Newman. Maybe, maybe Al Newman 89 was the antithesis of Billy Ripken's... Uh, butt of his bat, the knob, the bat knob. <laughs> Maybe Al Newman was like, <laughs> was the oppo. <laughs> so, you know, you get out now and you're starting to see more product pop back up on your shelves. And I'm seeing this. I thought this was just this this post-rip regret that I want to talk about today. I thought this was a me problem. I thought this was a me problem because I have an addictive personality. I do. This is totally, you know, Full disclosure, I have an addictive personality. I don't believe I have any addictions, but man, it's really easy for me to fall into these addictive swings. Sometimes it's positive, right? When I go on, it's, you know, minus five degrees and blizzarding right now outside. And, uh, you know, my family's coming off of a month where all four of us um, have been sick. But, you know, I get addicted to running. That's a positive addiction. You finish it up, feel great. You never feel post-run regret, right? Uh, or, you know, you. I get a, a sometimes, man, fantasy football season, <laughs> look out, right? Talk about addictive, right? Whether it's DFS or season long, I get bit by that addictive personality. Reading, man, goodness gracious, eBay. These are things that I get, I, I find myself selling, selling on eBay. Uh, I've got a, you know, I know we all do. You're listening to this podcast on purpose. Um, but yeah, so... For me, what I want to talk about is I thought it was a me problem, this post-rip regret, uh, until I started collecting with my nine-year-old. And I see it in him, too. And now we're not, you know, we're not big ballers, right? We're not talking about, um, you know, hobby cases of uh, national treasure, right? I'm talking about retail hangers, blasters. God, if I'm being honest, one of my favorite products of the last several years is WNBA Prism. God, I love that product. 
I'm a huge WNBA fan. I love ripping that product. I love ripping product and seeing product and collecting product that, you know, that the mainstream isn't really on. I don't know what it is, but which tells me that this post-rip regret that I feel is maybe an actual thing and no one talks about it. But I see my son with it too, you know, just the other day, yesterday, he and I, little Friday afternoon trip to our big box retailer, he grabs two, uh, I don't even know what they call them in Pokemon, but just, you know, the, the two packs and um, has some great hits, like sort of defies the odds, has some good hits. I grabbed a couple of uh, packs of uh, uh, Donruss um, soccer, the road to Qatar, Cutter, road to Cutter, I think it's pronounced. And uh, a Chronicles NBA. And we both had some really nice hits. You know, nothing major, nothing numbered. But we're in this hobby to collect and to feel the collection and to to do this together. You know, I'm recording this in our little card cave. He've, he's named it our card cave. It's really a, a couple of desks in our basement where when last year we were all doing homeschooling because the public schools were closed in our area... Um, this is where we learned. Well, we turned this into what he refers to as our card cave. And so I'm sitting down here now, and that's, that's why we collect. We come down for about 45 minutes a day and just hang out and go through our, our collection and talk, and it's a great way to bond. But even when we hit, and I'm wondering if you have this issue too, if you feel this too, you can call us up, 413-225-1634, 413-225-1634, or tweet at me, at KB said so. Uh, I would love to know if you suffer from post-rip regret, and it feels like this. No matter what I find in those packs after I'm done ripping, I always feel kind of dirty. <laughs> like, not like dirt. <laughs> this is, maybe this isn't safe for work. I feel dirty, <clears throat> and not like in a, I just, changed the oil in my snowblower type of dirty. I feel dirty, dirty. <laughs> like, like I, like I feel used and it all stems from the fact that I want to keep ripping. I want more and I don't even know what I'm looking for, right? I'm not going to get a one of one in a retail, in a retail hanger. I'm not going to get a one of one there, there will be no jump man coming out of a blaster. <laughs> and I feel so dirty, and he does too. And so I bring this up today because I'm wondering if post-rip regret is, is an actual thing in the hobby that we just don't talk about. And, uh, and I'm wondering if that's because psychologically, this hobby is about much more than just the pieces of cardboard with the photos or the drawings on it. This hobby is about a quest, right? This hobby is, I mean, by virtue of the fact that we collect them, it's about something more than just the aqua. It's about, it's about something more than just the, the score. It's about the quest. And so I think, and this is me, you all are my, my therapists uh, in, in, during these episodes. And so I think what this is me realizing is that post-rip regret is the recognition that... Um, that it's sort of like in the middle of a run, the trail ends. You know, I can finish my distance, uh, the distance that I run. I'm, I'm a 5K guy. Uh, I love 10Ks, but I don't just go out and rip out 10Ks. You know, those are races that I, 
that I run um, when uh, when I'm feeling enterprising. You know, sign up for the 10k. But 5k is my my regular. You know, three to four times a week out doing you know 3.1 miles. Some beautiful trails around here. But I think post rip regret would be the equivalent of heading out for a 5k, and then I get to the top of the hill, my first hill, about a half a mile in. I'm even picturing this. <laughs> and my shoe just explodes. No, that's not even right. Because I've ripped. I've finished, the, the, I've, I've, I've finished with the packs. Maybe it's the equivalent of thinking that I've signed up for a 10K and then getting there and it's just a casual walk around the park. I don't know. I don't know what this is. I'm trying to justify it, but I need to hear from you. Do you have post-rip regret? Is this a thing that I'm that, that I'm on to? Tweet at me at KB Said So. Give a call to the Hobby Wax podcast, uh, and you know the, the Hobby Wax hotline, 413-225-1634. I would love to hear what you think about post-rip regret. Is it real? Is it fake? Or again, am I just the weirdo? Don't answer that last part. All right, on the other side, we're going to close out the way we always do. Buy one, sell one, trade one. I'll be looking online and making a purchase live on the air here. I'll be uh, picking a card to sell and list on eBay, and I will be putting one card up for trade. And then it's up to you to do the rest. Other side, buy one, sell one, trade one. You're listening to the Hobby Wax Podcast. I'm KB. And just like that, we have reached the segment, the only segment that requires me to do some preparation. It is buy one, sell one, trade one. The segment that is actually requiring me to make a purchase, to post a sale, and to propose a trade all in the next few minutes. So uh, it is uh, blizzard of 2020 time here up in Massachusetts, which means this will be a New England-themed buy one, sell one, trade one segment. And I'm going to start... With a little bit of my philosophy, uh, a lot of the work that I do uh, is on eBay, especially in the hobby. Uh, I don't think I'm saying anything that people aren't familiar with. If you are someone who enjoys the hobby, chances are good that you spend a considerable amount of time on eBay. Um, you know, without turning this into a commercial, uh, you can, of course, find me and all of my stuff. Um, I am at the KB Collectibles, the KB Collectibles, of course. Um, and I am going to start by talking about my philosophy of buying, uh, which is funny because as someone in the hobby who is not a, um, not only am I not a high roller, but I'm not even a medium roller. You can really find me comfortably at the penny slots of the hobby. I'm really here because, well, in my teens, I had visions of retiring with my junk wax. I'm really well aware that what I'm doing here is mostly collecting because I love collecting. And so what you'll find out today is I live in that $2 neighborhood, you know, that 2 to $5 neighborhood, mostly. The most expensive card I've ever purchased, to be completely honest, was a uh, PSA 9 Kobe from, um, gosh, I don't even, I could dig it up right now, but I spent about 50, like 55 bucks on a card. My, my most expensive, and it's a graded card. So we're not talking about, I am, not only am I not a high roller, like I said, I'm not even a medium roller. I'm just a roller. I just roll. Um, and my, <laughs> my, my, my body shape lends itself to rolling. 
So with that said, my philosophy in buying is, I don't think revolutionary. In fact, I think it's just sort of logical. Uh, it is the middle of the winter, which means that if I'm looking to buy, I'm looking to capitalize on things that I'm going to be excited about later. Because I know the way the hobby works, right? Right now, today, a few hours ago, the Tom Brady, that's a name you'll hear in a few moments, the Tom Brady news, if you can put big air quotes around that, about an impending retirement broke. People are thinking about the NFL. People are thinking about the NBA and basketball. Collectors aren't necessarily thinking about baseball. And so here I am on eBay right now, and I am looking at... Uh, I'll just shout out the seller here. New Trick 52's lot of four 2016 Bowman Chrome Draft Raphael Devers rookies. One is a purple refractor. Listed at $9.99 plus $4.99 shipping. I'm going to throw down an offer on this. Uh, I live, like I said, in the $2 range. So I'm going to play the $2 game. And, um, well, that's $9.99 plus $4.99 shipping. I'm going to throw down, and this is how I'm going to start. I don't know what's going to happen here, but I do know that I am going to put down an $8 offer, and we'll see how this goes. So a 2016 Bowman Chrome Draft Raphael Devers rookie lot of four. One is a purple, purple refractor. I love Raffy Devers. Uh, I am a Red Sox guy, grew up a Red Sox guy. I've already shouted out Jody Reed in the previous uh 10 minutes or so and i'm gonna throw down an eight dollar bid and see what happens i don't know uh, maybe we're gonna get an acceptance or a rejection or a counter offer in the next few minutes uh in the meantime let me grab a little little drink here and and we can move on so that is my potential buy here for buy one sell one trade one moving into the sell um i am gonna throw up today and i'll put it on my eBay, um, a card that I've actually been pretty fond of since I ripped it out of a pack. Um, I'm really fortunate to work with the Basketball Hall of Fame in the capacity of uh, its lead interviewer in Springfield, Massachusetts for the 60 Days of Summer series, many of its uh, podcasts. I work all of the enshrinements. And I've been really fortunate to meet a lot of the young stars in the NBA, work with them, interview them live. And one of the stars that I've really enjoyed working with in the past couple of years is uh, Boston Celtics center Rob Williams. And the card that I'm going to be putting up, that I am putting up right now on my eBay at KB Collect the KB Collectibles is a Robert Williams III prism green parallel 2021 prism so it's the 2021 prisms green parallel and it is beautiful i love it i mean it's you know the color match thing is i i think overstated in some regards i think when we talk about you know the um what it means to like have an aesthetically beautiful card i think that can't be overstated but i think that in the in, in terms of someone like robert williams the third or rob williams or the time lord if you're a celtics fan it's it's a real 
he's a niche guy. People are PCing Rob Williams because they like Rob Williams. But in this case, the green is so sharp. So if you head to the KB Collectibles on eBay, I'm going to throw that up. Right now, I'm looking at some comps. It sold um, in the last couple of weeks anywhere from a buck ninety-nine to two ninety. As I mentioned, I'm living in the $2 range. Um, oh, I also see a couple of the, uh, you know, like the... The, the blue and yellow prisms have sold for 5 bucks. Got a couple around the $1 range. I'm going to throw this thing up for $2. Living in the $2 neighborhood. I love that, right? And we're collectors. We're trying to help each other out. We're trying to help each other's personal collections. So if you're a Rob Williams collector, if you're a Celtics collector, the green parallel for the 2021 prism is up there now, the KB Collectibles um, on eBay. Which brings me to my final, right? We've So I've put an offer out for the Devers lot. I've thrown the Rob Williams up for sale, which gives me the trade. As I had mentioned, TB12, Tom Brady, sort of announced today, maybe if you trust the sources, that he will be retiring. I have got today, we're living in the $2 range, right? $2.50. I'm looking on eBay right now. This this card, the Panini Contenders season ticket 2020. It's card number 12. I'm going to throw this bad boy up for trade today. It's a beautiful card. You can look on my Twitter, at KB Said So, to get an image of this. It's a really, truly beautiful card. The Tom Brady season ticket says Game 43, Panini Contenders. I mean, just the Panini Contenders series for the NFL is about as beautiful a set as you can get. The designs are so incredible. They pop, and this thing is sharp. I'm going to do something right now (laughs) that's going to probably irritate more New England sports fans than anything I've ever done. And uh, having worked on ESPN Radio as someone who's, you know, headed out to cover my eighth Super Bowl in a row in a a week's time, I have, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say that I have spent some time irritating New England sports fans. And I am, you know, one of them. I would like to put this Tom Brady Panini Contenders 2020, it's card number 12, of course it's number 12, up for trade, and here's what I'm looking for. And again, I recognize this is about a 2, 3, 350 card if you look at comps on eBay. I would like to put this bad boy up for trade for anyone who has Pull to the side of the road, Patriot fans, Brady fans. I'm looking for some Zach Wilson base rookies. Do you have a Zach Wilson base rookie? Are you looking for a TB12 card that you might not have for your PC? Well, here, the Hobby Wax podcast, I'm your guy. So what can you do? Tweet at me, at KB Said So. You can give me a call, 413-225-1634. Buy one, sell one, trade one. Oh my gosh. Holy crow. All right. Uh, This is happening live on the air here. Um, So obviously, (laughs) we've got some movement on the offer that I just made. 
which is kind of neat. I didn't expect this to happen so quickly. I made the, well, you know what? Let me set the table again. Sorry. So we've got the Tom Brady Panini Contenders season ticket 2020 card number 12. You can check my Twitter at KB said so for a photo of that. That's up for trade. I put the Rob Williams green parallel prism up for sale on the eBay. $2. You can find that at the KB collectibles. And I proposed an offer that was just accepted. How about this? This is how the, this is how the hobby moves ahead. Big shout out to new trick 52, the eBay seller who just accepted my offer for $8. So you know what? Live on the air here. Let me pay for this right now. Okay. little click action. Love this kind of stuff. Love hobby folks helping hobby folks. The lot of four Raphael Devers Bowman Chrome Draft 2016. One is a purple refractor. The acceptance at $8 plus $4.99 shipping. Good times. It's a great day in the hobby. A great day for the Hobby Wax Podcast. And that, my friends, is how we wrap it up today. The Hobby Wax Podcast coming at you. Top questions, hot topics, buy one, sell one, trade one. And we're going to do it again in another episode coming up. Do you like what you heard? Great. Hit subscribe. We want to send a quick shout out to the Birthplace Podcast Studio Network. Big shout out to Springfield College, the Communications Sports Journalism Department, the network that's making this all happen. I am KB. You can follow me on Twitter at KB Said So. And give us a call with your thoughts. 413-225-1634. This has been the Hobby Wax Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace.